Hello everyone and Happy New Year. Welcome back to Season 3 of 2020 Psych. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Claire Kay, one of your hosts. I'm going to go ahead and let my dad introduce himself. My name is Dr. Hernandez. I'm an American double board certified psychiatrist. We hope that you all had a wonderful holiday season, however you spent it, wherever you were. We hope that you were safe and healthy and had an enjoyable time, whether that was alone, with loved ones, or whoever that may have been with. The whole point of this podcast is we want to promote mental wellness, mental well-being. We want to bring insight and awareness into the mental health world, as well as mental illness, bringing more attention and just more information on topics that aren't as thoroughly covered in the mainstream media or are not covered at all. So we hope with this new year that we can just bring you more information, more insight, um, more comfort in knowing that your experiences aren't a rarity and that there is a community of people behind you that are here to support you and help you and give you the tools that you need in order to live a successful, happy, healthy life. So we, we want to talk a little bit about where we are in the pandemic because it's still all about the pandemic. We want to talk a little bit about some of the effects, the psychological effects that isolation, worrying, tension, disease has brought upon all of us as a society. We know that the rates of depression and anxiety are double or triple what they were prior to the pandemic um, being started. And so what does that mean to us? What does that mean to us as a society, as a whole? It means that people are feeling anxious, they're feeling worried, they're irritable, as reflected by certain statistics such as the increase in homicides in the United States, the increase in break-ins and burglaries and crime, uh, there's even road rage, and, and it, it, it seems as though these are all manifestations of stress, that people are irritable and they're taking it out on others. And of course, that's the most unhealthy way to deal with stress. So today we kind of want to talk about more positive approaches to resolving the tension that's come about from the this pandemic that we're going through. I want to ask you, and we've talked about this before, but just reiteration of how can we relieve some COVID anxiety? Um, some people can't avoid going to work because they don't have the luxury of a work from home job. They have to go in, whether that's an office or a store or a, sh a you know, any type of establishment where they need to be in person. What are some things that an individual can do to ease some of their worries, some of their anxiety during these high anxiety provoking times? Well, as you know, depending on what your work is, in some ways, there's a lot of positive things that can occur at the workplace. You can connect with your coworkers, you can socialize to a certain extent. You can uh, share your worries, your concerns, 
the things that you feel good about, the, the hopes that you have. So being in the workplace isn't necessarily a bad thing. For some people, they enjoy going to work. They've been at their jobs for a long time and they, they actually get along well with their coworkers. So for them, that's an avenue of that's going to bring them some benefit, a place to vent, a, a place to get their feelings out, and to share some of the concerns that their colleagues have. It's always good to be able to interact with others and in a positive way to sort of uh, let out some steam and, again, gather ideas as to how other people are coping with their issues. So I believe we're headed into year three of this pandemic. Um, it's, well, we're ready and we're starting 2022. So I guess it'd be year two, but it feels like several years. What would you, what would you say is some good mental health practices or physical practices that people can implement in their daily lives little by little to just prepare themselves to fight against the uncertainty? Well, again, starting with getting along with others, reaching out to others, connecting with our friends, reestablishing relationships, seeing how our friends and colleagues, relatives are doing. It's good to to talk to them to, if you can, uh, make a phone call or a FaceTime or it doesn't necessarily have to be an email or a text. It can be more personal ways of uh, interacting with others uh, to disconnect with others, to see how they're feeling, how they're doing. And, and, and that's shown to be very positive uh, to reach out to others and to interact that's something that's beneficial for the psyche, for the soul, and it's just good to touch bases with other people. From a like daily routine standpoint, I remember one of our episodes, The Good Sleep Versus Bad Sleep, uh, where we just talked about there are certain activities that you should keep away from your bed to kind of create those boundaries of your bed is meant for sleeping. Um, what are some tips for people that are maybe in a funk where they, if they are isolating because whether they're immunocompromised or they just have anxiety over getting COVID, they're staying in the house more often. What are some healthy boundaries that they can create within their home to foster just a safe and happy, positive environment? It's important to, within your home, there's an area where you should designate for work. And it shouldn't be your bedroom. It shouldn't be your bed. Your bed should not be used for work. It should not be uh, used uh, for a place where you're going to be worrying, where you're going to be doing anything but uh, resting, okay? That should be off limits. Uh, You should have a place where... You can uh, feel that it's not cluttered, that it's organized, that you have the proper lighting, that you have the space to actually do what your your duties, whatever they may be. If you're when you're working remotely, 
So you should have, a, if possible, of course, this isn't always uh, a possibility for everyone to be able to have uh, enough space in their dwelling to have different areas to do different things. But when you can, even if it's the same room, if you have just a corner where you can put your desk, your laptop, or whatever, um, you have to be. You don't want to be working out of out of your bed. Uh, you can use your couch if that makes you feel comfortable. But you definitely want to stay. You don't want to be using your bed as a workstation. Um, so you also want to practice sleep hygiene rules. You don't want to nap a lot during the day. Uh, there's the other things that promote good sleep and well-being are things such as daily exercise if it's 15 20 30 minutes a day that is helpful if you can engage in some cardiovascular activity where you can get your heart rate up uh, that's also a, a great thing for your for your psyche as well as your body yeah i can say i started going on walks in 2020 at the start of the pandemic and that greatly improved my mental clarity and mental well-being and just yeah my overall mood and something that I've carried with me since I may have fallen off with the consistency at times but I notice that whenever I go on a walk it's always very peaceful and just positive for me and I also think encouraging uh, meditation there's apps like the calm app where I LeBron James even has like a little commercial for it that sometimes plays during the Laker game. Um, but I really like the Calm app. And there is like five minute meditations on there, 10 minute meditations, 30, 45 minute, depending on where you're at or what you are feeling that day. But I think just sitting down for as short as two minutes and just focusing on your breath and sitting in stillness is also a really great way to ease some anxieties or intrusive thoughts that you may be experiencing and I think it's important that we talk about this just because I feel like it's still not promoted in or by our government at least our federal government I don't really see much emphasis on strengthening your physical health and your mental health and um, I'd love to see more of that in this new year by our administration but as long as we can talk about it and I know others do as well I think that there's a start again we've talked about the importance of staying active physically regular exercise even if it's 20 30 minutes a day if it's consistent that adds up that helps and this is a good time to take up other habits such as maybe learning how to cook prepare meals something that's nutritious something that's delicious uh, as you know when you cook at home you're able to sort of uh, control certain variables, the quality of your food, the cleanliness, and even the taste for that matter. You know, some people are restricted diets that in regards to their salt and sugar, and carbohydrates, that thing. So it's this is a good time to take on some healthy uh, new skills, such as learning how to cook, for example. So uh, this is a, a good time to try to uh, get into different things, start reading, uh, some type of sports uh, so these are all things that are positive and you in your daily life you want to emphasize what you're good at not your your faults but you want to highlight those things that make you feel good as a person as to who you are 
You may be someone who's giving, who's caring, who's dedicated, who likes to learn. Anything that makes you, uh, that gives you that positive vibe is something that you want to go with. You want to, you don't want to ruminate on the negative parts, on your faults, on your uh, deficits as a person. You want to focus on what's good about you. And you want to put that same energy into focusing on the positive that you have within yourself. Overall, it'll make you feel better. I want to pick your brain a little bit about uh, New Year's resolutions. I don't know if you have, if you have, could um, expand, or maybe we could just talk about it right now of just about like maybe the psychology behind New Year's resolutions and maybe like unrealistic expectations that kind of set people up for failure, uh, something that's not sustainable. Um, maybe too high of a goal at first you know I think it's great to have goals but knowing to implement them and break them down into smaller bite-sized pieces that add up to something bigger towards the end of the year end of the month end of the next six months whatever it may be maybe if you know your goal is to work out 30 minutes a day but you're coming from an ex background of never working out before 30 minutes a day might seem a little daunting so maybe it's a 10 minute walk every day or a 10 minute just moving your body every day until you kind of get into that routine of I set aside these 10 minutes just for me I'm gonna do that and you implement that you know you can do it and then you slowly start to increase the amount of time you dedicate to yourself so this is a time of self-reflection with the new year Many people want to focus on self-improvement and things that they've neglected. And I think that's great that as, as a whole, people want to look at better things for themselves, that they want to strive for better. Though you don't want to set yourself up for failure either. I think that's where you're going with this. It has to be whatever your plan is, sustainable on a, maybe even on a hour-to-hour -hour basis, day-to-day -day basis where you want to, set certain goals that are realistic for you and even if you don't meet them completely but at least you know just keeping that same attitude of striving for something that's positive that you're at least making the effort that you weren't making before I think that's all a gain it's something that's sort of gives you that sense that you're winning that you're ahead that you're moving forward and so even if you don't completely get to your goal but the fact that you're even striving to get to a certain goal that you weren't doing before, I think that's a positive, good thing. I want to switch gears a little bit and ask about, and this is for people that live with mental illness, there might be a bit uncertainty with this going into this new year of, you know, with COVID right now, it's really, um, there's a surge and across the US. And so what does that mean for access to mental health services? What would you suggest for people who do live with mental illness um, to get the access to care that they may need? Are there any federal resources that they can turn to? Well, at a local level, if you're associated with the clinic with a team that cares for you, you have to reach out to them. You have to be persistent. You can't give up. You have to reach out. 
sometimes our caregivers are not always accessible. They may be busy. They're not available when we always need them. However, we still have to continue to reach out to them. We can't uh, give up. We can't neglect ourselves because that's what's going to happen if we are unable to set, make that appointment or reschedule. If we put it off as time goes by, our conditions will get worse. Diseases will get worse. Syndromes will get worse. So we have to be persistent. We can't give up. This is a time where there's long waits. We all know that. The healthcare system's overburdened. It's overtaxed. And it's sometimes not easy to get an appointment to follow up and maybe get a refill. But you have to persist. You have to be resourceful. And that's the whole thing about this pandemic, isn't it? Where we have to be a little more resourceful than we have than we've ever been before. We have to be a little more creative. These are these are challenging times. So we have to continue to persist to continue with their health care. So again, things are slow right now. It may be there may be a delay, but we still can't give up on ourselves and our health care. Yeah, and I just think, you know, reemphasizing to kind of sum up the whole point of this episode is just to encourage you to persist in your pursuit of your health and wellness journey and just a reminder of how resilient all us, all of us as human beings are in the grand scheme of human history Um, and to be reasonable with yourself and set reasonable goals and reasonable expectations if you've never worked out and or you haven't worked out for years and this is the 2022 is the year that you want to work out and change your life don't set up the expectation that you're going to wake up at 5 a.m every day to get in that hour-long workout try going for that 10-minute walk and see how you feel and just keep encouraging yourself and to reach out to friends as well to maybe hold you accountable Or set up a buddy system if you want to go work out with someone at the gym, a gym buddy. And just be reasonable, be honest with yourself, but most importantly, be kind and be gentle towards yourself and others. We also want to emphasize, and we we talk about this in almost every single one of our episodes, is that you want to resort to healthy coping strategies. You want to stay away from the drugs and alcohol. Those will maybe initially bring some temporary relief to your anxiety, but in the long run, they'll make matters worse for you. You There's other alternative ways of dealing with difficult, challenging times, and drugs and alcohol are not a part of that strategy. So you have to hopefully follow some of the recommendations that we made be creative, look for other ways to engage with others, to feel better about yourself, your situation, and always keep your hope going. Don't give up. Uh, don't let uh, yourself get overwhelmed by despair, by sadness. You have to continue to strive to attain some sort of mental uh, health that's compatible with healthy living. So. You have to strive to take care of yourself and others. So we still recommend that you 
continue to keep your safeguards up, protect yourself. Um, at times it seems as though people don't care too much about themselves, so they don't care too much about others either. And people don't wear masks, they don't social distance. And what happens is that the society as a whole suffers from that. So take care of yourself as an individual, take care of your families, uh, please be safe, uh, wear your mask, get your vaccines, get your boosters, uh, and, and do everything you can to keep from getting infected. Thank you guys so much for listening to the first episode of Season 3 of 2020 Psych. We look forward to a great year of putting out new episodes for you and new information. And if you have anything that you want to hear us talk about, or if you have any questions about any of the topics we've covered and you want us to go more in depth about something, let us know. Reach out to us on our Instagram page at 2020 Psych Podcast. But until then, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a great day wherever you are. Thank you.